Hey, what's going on? Welcome to another episode of Angular Air. I'm your host, Justin Schwarzenberger, and today we're to VS Code, Visual Studio Code, and checking out some debugging features, figure out how we debug within Visual Studio Code and a few other things with Visual Studio Code. Uh, so, so let's get it started. Uh, I've got Austin Daniels joining us. Austin, how's it going? Good. How's it going, everyone? I feel like we just were talking last week, and then I remembered it was last Friday we had our show, so it wasn't too long ago. Nice yeah, hat. yeah. Just uh, a Friday show, and then a Tuesday show. Sometimes you got to do what you got to do to come out, and I think we'll roll with it. Uh, Mike Brock, you joining us? Mike, what's what's going and I wasn't on? Able to, I wasn't able to make last week. I had I had a storm come through, and I had no power in the house, so no laptop. Well, laptop still worked, but no internet, so couldn't join. But happy to be back today. Graciously joining us, kind of last is uh, Tony. Hello there. Good to be here. Thanks for the invite. Thank you. We really appreciate it. All right. So, um, a little bit about the Visual Studio story, Visual Studio Code story, debugging and stuff like that. So, why don't we do it? Have you kind of show us around, see us, uh, show us what we can get done with Visual Studio Code and debugging? Yeah, and I'll, maybe I'll. Um, it's okay if I introduce myself a little bit, a little bit where I'm coming from, and um, all that. Uh, so yeah, so I, I I love Visual Studio Code. I, that's my main tool of choice for editing and for web development and for Angular. And um, I happen to work for an outfit called Linux Academy. We're designing a website called Cloud Assessments, and so it's it's a complete rewrite of a previous system, totally in Angular. We're in Angular four currently. And um, and the team has mixed uh, preferences in terms of editors. Um, about half the team right now is using Visual Studio Code. The other half is using like Sublime, and uh, and maybe Atom or, or other kinds of editors. And uh, I sort of gravitated toward Visual Studio Code uh, because I have I'm, I'm basically coming from a from a um, like a C sharp .NET background um, spent a, spent a quite a bit of time in that space uh, .NET core um, but I've fallen in love with uh, with writing code on the Mac basically and uh, and with doing stuff there so I've, I I gravitated toward um, toward VS code and um, and of course with angular now we're doing a lot of stuff with the CLI um, and that uh, that's an interesting place to be because it, it makes it so easy to do these tasks that you'd otherwise have to do with Gulp and, and, and setting up this huge Gulp file and everything. And I've, I've done that. Um, but now with the CLI, it makes it super easy. So, so the sort of the sweet spot, I think, uh, for me has been now integrating the CLI experience with Visual Studio Code. And, um, and so, uh, so yeah. So I'm I'm excited, and um, and then uh, I've contributed to the docs on VS Code a, a little recipe on debugging uh, with Angular CLI. So that's sort of how I I came to be known here, and uh, and that's where I'm coming from with, with my experience. And so that's what I hope to talk about today. <laughs> yeah, I really kind of feel like 
VS Code is like the Angular editor, right? Like, you know, you, Visual Studio, you use it for like C Sharp, Eclipse, you use it for Java. I kind of feel like VS Code is like the editor for Angular. There's just so many like deep hooks that are built into it that it, uh, I, it makes it working with Angular code so much easier. And you've got a plethora of like plugins for, you know, like the language services that you can get added and get automatic like linting and hinting and things like that. And so, yeah, I'm totally on board with you there in terms of VS Code. Yeah, I'm going to have to disagree, though. I think a lot of people are still using WebStorm, but what really sets VS Code apart, and I, I'm a VS Code user, but I know a lot of people still love their WebStorm, um, is the TypeScript integration. That there's that Angular is very tightly coupled with TypeScript, and the added benefits that you get from something written with TypeScript for TypeScript is very uh, effective and lightweight, too. Yeah, absolutely, and 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 that's kind of what drew me to it was the the TypeScript integration and um, the fact that it was written in TypeScript, of course, and and that it has that in mind, that goodness. So, um, and there's extensions and all kinds of stuff for being productive with TypeScript and refactorings, and and of course you get that from the TypeScript language service, and that'll work in other other editors. But I've seen some cool extensions for VS Code, which. I'm not sure if there's equivalents on the other editors or not, but but they're pretty hot, and it's made me like incredibly more productive. So I'll, I'm looking forward to sharing those with you guys. Yeah. So why don't you just dive in? What are some of those? Um, what are some of those extensions that you found find useful? Okay. So um, uh, uh, so one thing I did is I, I recently wrote a blog post, um, and uh, uh, is this a good time for me to, to to share my screen and all that? Anytime is a good time to share your screen. Okay, I'm going to do that right away here because I have um, I have the post up. I'd minimize my hangout, and it's right here. So I've got my own blog. It's blog.tonysnee.com. Um, I guess we can stick that in a chat window and put that with the notes for this show. Yeah, we'll uh, definitely put that in the show notes. I think you guys already have this link. I mentioned it before in our discussions, and uh, and so what I do through here is I, I I tell about you know my sort of secret tips and tricks, which are not so secret, I guess, um, for turbocharging VS Code for Angular development. And um, one of the one of the cool things, um, and this is kind of a good preamble. I was thinking of doing this at the end, but I think at the beginning it's kind of good to kind of jump right in uh, because this is really souped up my productivity um, is tasks and keyboard shortcuts, first of all. So you can automate certain things. And there's these NPM scripts that we run you know, to serve uh, an Angular CLI application, like with ng-serve, or you want to pass it a parameter to open the, the browser when you do that, or running your tests or linting, um, all those kinds of things. Those are in your package.json. And it sure would be nice to be able to execute those with keyboard shortcuts. And yeah. Can you yeah. bump up your font on this? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Thanks for... <laughs> yeah. OK, that's a little better. And, uh, and I've got a little um, repository. Let's go ahead and open that up here on GitHub. And uh, oh, broken link. <laughs> OK, so I'll have to, uh, to go find that. But I've got some, I've got some, post, uh, some code here that goes with this and shows you what I've done here. Let's, let's just kind of... Um, Oh, I know why. Because I'm maybe not signed in. No, that can't be it. Uh, oh, because it's done something strange with the link. Let me just go back here. I think this is the one. 
Yeah, this is it. Okay, so I've got all the, the files here. Um, and one of the things that you'll see is this thing called tasks.json. And this is where you define tasks, which let you run these commands in your package.json file. So for example, you want to run um, tests. Well, there's a, there's a little task here called tests, right? And it runs npm uh, test, and uh, it goes ahead and, and just runs that, that, um, that script for you. There's one for serve. There's one for open where you pass a dash O parameter. Here, let me bump that up a little bit. And here's one for linting and end-to-end -end tests. So, so once you set up all these tasks, the next thing is to set up keyboard shortcuts. And I've got those right here, right? I've got a few of my favorites. And then down here, for example, I map uh, Control-Shift-L to running the linting task, right? So it runs that task called lint that I just set up. And um, the same with running tests. There's a, there's a special test uh, work, workbench action anyway, so I map that. Um, I do um, running end-to-end -end tests here. Here's my serve command, and here's my open command. So I just map these keyboard shortcuts over there. So that's those, and, and before we move on, those, yep. those tasks that you had on the previous screen, those are not limited to NPM. If you were running you know, something like Gulp or you wanted to you know, execute the commands directly, where if you don't have those as NPM scripts, you can do that as well with these. Yeah, in fact, um, you know, there's two types of tasks in VS Code. They've got a special NPM type of task, right, which is for running your scripts. But then they have another one here, which is just, um, just a shell, right? And that you can run anything with. Like you said, you can run gulp tasks, whatever you want. And the reason I ended up using the shell is because especially having to pass in arguments and stuff. It turns out you can't do that with the NPM task. You have to do it with the shell task. So hopefully that's that great point. Too. Yeah, I, I didn't notice that when you were. I, I haven't ever ran into trying to pass arguments in the um, in the in the commands there, but that's a great tidbit for people out there that you know are trying to do similar things. That's great. And uh, you know, the one thing I always like to, to mention here also when I'm talking about this is that notice we're running the NPM start. You know, we're not running ng serve. And this is a pro tip I got from a buddy of mine in the Netherlands, a guy named Maurice. And uh, uh, and so basically, he I says, look, he told me, look, uh, if you're going to run these this n and you want to serve your application, instead of typing ng serve on the command line type npm start, because in package.json in your project, you've got a, an exact version of the Angular CLI there. And so you want to be using that, and that'll help uh, isolate you from uh, a global package of the CLI that you may have installed. So, so I don't know if that makes sense, but uh, <laughs> that's, uh, that's kind of a little best practice for you, pro tip. So use npm start versus, versus ng serve, and that'll, then you'll use the version of the CLI that's local to your application. All right, pretty cool. So once you got these keyboard uh, things set up, any more questions about the keyboard shortcuts? Nope. Let me show you. Okay, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll get to a point here, I'll demonstrate that for you guys and show you it in action and all that. But um, I wanted to go down here for the other sweet spot, which is going to be um, extensions. And, um, and so one of the most important extensions that I use are the icons. 
<laughs> for for angular development i mean that to me is like the most important thing forget about all you know this other stuff right <laughs> to my ui developer <laughs> yes exactly and it's got to look pretty it's psychological you know and my, you know, it helps me improve my my mood so uh so the my favorite happens to be vs code icons it's a little brighter there's some other ones out there but this is the one i like because it's it's bright and it cheers me up so I like to I like to mention that as the most important one. The other one here, which has really changed more than any other extension, uh, made me more productive, is this thing called TypeScript Hero. Uh, have either of you guys heard of uh, TypeScript Hero? Yep, I of course have not. not. Okay, so that what I love about it, I mean, it gives you uh, multiple features, but my favorite one is managing imports, right? So whenever you bring in an import, uh, you may have, you may not use that import anymore in your code, and it's just dead, dead imports sitting at the top of your file, right? Or you might want to sort them a particular way. Well, there's a once you add this extension for VS Code, you can organize the imports with a little keyboard shortcut, Control Option O. And it just it's, it removes the unused ones and sorts the ones that are there. It's awesome. And, and it also uh, adds commands to your quick fix, that little light bulb, that let you import. Uh, and and the, the cool thing about that is it imports with single quotes. Yeah, because the one that comes native uh, with, I think it was a recent version of uh, VS Code, uh, doesn't allow you to switch to double quotes to single quotes. Yeah. Yet. I know there's issues on the repo for it, but. Exactly. So that's a sweet spot. So th real quick, this one does single quotes by default, and then you don't have to configure it or anything? Right. Nice. Yeah, that's a, it's a that's worth the price of admission right there, I think, and uh, you know, and then you can uh, and you can there's you can discover all the commands they have just by going to the command palette. It's pretty cool. Um, the the other one I'll mention here that's been a game changer for me is moved TypeScript, right? So a lot of times you have a file that you want to rename, and there's all kinds of imports that you, that reference it, and um, and it's a real pain to have to when you rename that file to have to fix up all of the imports. Right. Well, uh, move TypeScript uh, does that for you. Right, and you can move not only files but folders. Right, and and reorganize things, and it's it's just a breeze. Uh, and, and any of you guys heard of that one? I have not. That's a good one. I always I'm like a refactoring like crazy person, so I'm always moving stuff all around. So that's a, that's a really good one for me. I don't refactor anything. Once it's on the screen, it's there to stay. Cast in stone. I know what you mean exactly. So, uh, <laughs> so that's pretty cool. Yeah. And the last one I'll mention here that really stands out to me is this Angular language service. Of course, there's TSLint, which we we should you should have installed if you're using TypeScript. This is gives you real time linting of your code but the angular language service is is awesome as well because that'll give you uh, errors in your um, styling you know problems uh, violations or whatever you want to call them in your in your templates and your HTML files uh, as well so it's it's really uh, I think a must-have uh, imagine you guys are, are using that one I think I heard that mentioned earlier cool. okay yeah, that one's huge I mean just from you know uh, just from like if you're you're doing things like adding it, it catches so many things if you're doing things like making your variables private and trying to use them in templates it's actually running the compiler for you so it's going to get those things caught ahead of time 
Now that might compile, but if you try to like do AOT against that, then you're going to start seeing these errors. So it's really helpful to try to help you prevent these like AOT like errors that you might have and you're not sure why. Yeah. Absolutely. And, uh, and anything you can do while you're typing and stuff that you can notice, uh, you know, that that's going to be huge uh, payoff there. So jet, that's pretty. So that kind of I mean, those are like the I think the essential ones that I use. Uh, I have a few other here markdown and get history is a good one. If you want to look at uh, the history of a file in Git, which is just great. So yeah, those, so those are the kind of things that have made me me kind of productive here. Um, and I can I'd be happy to to highlight that you know when we when we do the demos and all that good stuff. So so that that should get us uh, a little bit more turbocharged uh, there. So happy to do that. Hey, hey Tony, I got a question for you real quick. Yeah. Um, doesn't VS Code have some sort of extension package thing that you can set up now, so you can kind of group all these extensions into a single thing that people could just install the one thing and it gives them all these cool things? Is that correct? Yeah. Uh, in fact, John Papa has one of those, actually. <laughs> so uh, no, I use a little bit different one, so I'm like, well, I'll just install mine one by one. But I, you know, I, uh, you know, it wouldn't be hard to put together, you know, uh, one of these uh, just like an essentials uh, package that just gives you the, you know, the, the ones that I like. <laughs> yeah, I think that would be that's pretty nice. It's a good move because I mean, like for me, I really don't want to have to go and find a bunch of ones and aggregate them all together. Um, but it'd be. But it's also hard to like decide and say, okay, well, what are we going to all put into this package, right? And then I think the other challenge is what doesn't overlap when you have these multiple extensions and they do different things, but some of them do the same things as another one. And then now do you have, you know, two different commands coming up because you, you have the overlap? And I think that's part of the challenge. But I think VS Code is getting there trying to solve that. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and I'm, exactly, and I, and I I'm, I think they're going to also put in things like th that TS Hero is doing now. That I think I see Visual Studio Code is eventually uh, making that part of the product. You know, uh, one thing one thing to note, like uh, when I first installed VS Code, like I got really excited and was like playing with all the different like extensions that you can install, and it kind of slowed it down. So you got to be careful, like what you install and how many you install because you want you know vs code to be really snappy and things like that so th that's one warning i would give um to people that are you know installing a lot of these extensions you can you know really see start to see like the memory usage of vs code kind of ratchet up the more you install good point really good point so uh yeah so and i i, I think and you'll see i'll i'll show you what this looks like and we'll um uh, you'll see it's it's really cool to to be able to to use leverage these extensions and then the keyboard shortcuts and you just get a lot more productive um, as you're going about doing your Angular development. Um, uh, so yeah, so <laughs> so a lot of stuff there, uh, and that's pretty much what I want to talk about in terms of cool stuff that I've sort of been doing with that. Um, and then I can, if you want, we can we can go into the debugging. Yes. For, yes. for the for those of you who have bugs in your apps, I'm good. 
Okay. <laughs> so, uh, so this is interesting stuff because uh, I mean, I'm going to bring up this page. This is a this is a VS Code recipe. So essentially, the docs for VS Code link to this. So it gives you a couple of different recipes, and for you guys uh, or gals that are out there that want to contribute recipes to this, um, my experience has been very positive with, with, with Wynard here uh, from Microsoft. Um, uh, I contributed this Angular CLI one, but you can see they've got one for Docker and TypeScript. There's a Mern starter. Um, and I think we're just maybe scratching the surface here. Uh, this is the one I wrote here, uh, Chrome debugging with Angular CLI. And, um, and so, so this is what this does. This is, of course, an extension called Debugger for Chrome. And um, so you, obviously, the extension we didn't mention that you want to install uh, if you're going to use this feature is, uh, is this guy right here. Right? This is your Chrome debug extension. And of course, you can get that through the marketplace and from within VS Code. Um, so you want to install that. Um, you want to install the, the CLI. You want to install it globally, and then you also uh, locally. And um, and the first sort of gotcha that uh, we have to mention here is there have been uh, bugs with Angular CLI with regard to source map generation. And right after version 1.1.1, um, it broke for for ng test essentially. So you could get you could set breakpoints and hit them with ng-serve. But when you went to run your um, your tests and you set breakpoints, they would, just wouldn't work, basically. right? And so this was an issue. I actually filed it with the Angular CLI repo. Um, they put a fix in, and that fix came into um, the 1.3.0 uh, release. Okay, so uh, so you've got two choices then if you want to uh, uh, be able to set breakpoints for your tests. One is 1.1.1 uh, or 1 1.3, uh, which is currently RC5. So uh, so you have to do that because that bug uh, that bug did get fixed, but it didn't get fixed until the 1.30 uh, release. So we could breakpoint in serve if we have a previous version. We just can't breakpoint in tests. Correct. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, serve is fine. It's just test that is uh, does is had that bug in it, so they fixed it. Um, so I'm I'm actually using I think I'm on RC three currently, so I'll have to up upgrade that. But but it works uh, both in serve and tests uh, if you do the RC um, for now. And I imagine they're hopefully they're getting close. You know, we keep having greater RC versions here, but hopefully they're getting pretty close. So that's Mike, the one thing. Mike, any comment, Mike? Not right now. OK. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah. So, so we'll see if that, uh, how, how soon that materializes. But that's, that's the first thing. So go back to my recipe here. So I mentioned you've got to install the right version if you want this thing to work completely uh, with test answer. And so uh, you can, and to do that, you do add, and you, you install it globally. And then you use that to generate your application, right? And of course, you've got ng-new. Um, and then you can use the ng-generate commands to scaffold various things like components and services, et cetera, all that good stuff. All right, so you want to make sure you got the right version in there. Uh, then you go ahead and do that. And then after you do that, you're going to um, launch, you're going to create this thing called a launch.json file. And if you have the Chrome extension installed, one of the options that you'll be given when you create a, a launch.json file is for Chrome. You can go ahead and choose that, but um, you're going to end up replacing that content anyway with, um, with, uh, with this content you see on the screen right here. Um, 
right? So I kind of feel like uh, this is like a great time to demo because um, I, I, I my hands are getting itchy. So <laughs> if that's okay with you yeah, guys, yeah, totally. I'm going to jump right in here. So here I got my thing. I happen to have a nice uh, source directory where I do my stuff. And, um, uh, and I've got my, uh, let's see, I think if I show my version, um, look, yeah, I'm using the 1.3 RC3 version uh, and with an updated, pretty up-to-date version of Node. Um, so all that's good. So let's go ahead and uh, um, I'm going to go ahead and do ng-new. Uh, I'm going to call it my cool app uh, since my dream app is taken. Um, and let's do skip install so it just runs faster <laughs> and that'll let me do other things all right so it's easy it generated it there um, I can now open up code first I've got a CD into this thing okay and now I can just enter code if anyone's curious I'm using a little thing called liquid prompt here for my my bash, which I really like, um, and gives me a lot of Git goodness there. So I'll go ahead and go into this um, here. And so here I'm in VS Code. Let's go ahead and look at uh, my extensions. Uh, I've got lots of recommended extensions. But you can see here there's the Angular language service. This is the one we need for debugging, uh, debugger for Chrome. And looks like it's uh, up to date. And I've got some other the other stuff in here as well. There's my move, TS, TS Lint, TypeScript Hero, VS Code icons. Right. So all that's there. Um, okay, so the first thing we're going to want to do, uh, well, one, one thing we can do, let me um, let me maybe take a step back if if it's if uh, no one minds and show you how we integrate those tasks and keyboard shortcuts. Is that okay if we take a little detour? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so let me go back to my browser here and go to my repo, and I'm going to go ahead and grab um, what I need here. I think I was in the right place anyway. So I'm going to go to my tasks.json. I'll get the raw. Just copy that. Put that in my VS Code. So I think if I do um, configure task runner, it'll ask me what I want to do. And so I'll just go ahead and just say, you know, whatever uh, here. <laughs> I'll go ahead and paste over that. And now I've got all my, my tasks, right? And uh, so let me, um, let me first go ahead and run npm install here. So I'm going to go ahead and let's see if my, I think it's control this thing. So I'll go ahead and do that here. So it's running sort of in the background as we go along. So Really yes. quick about it's running. Um, so this tasks.json file is in a .vs code directory in your project, locally scoped to this project, right? So this is not the global yes. configuration for VS Code. This is something that is part of this project that could get committed and added to the repo and, and specific for this chunk of code, right? Exactly. Yeah, it's on a per project basis uh, that this, this gets installed. So, uh, so that's the thing. You so you just you just pop it into a project, and once it's in source code control, then you're you're good to go. Um, the other thing is the keyboard shortcuts. Now we got to marry the two together. So if you go to um, keyboard shortcuts, 
you'll see here's uh, the, sheet, the keyboard shortcuts for VS Code. Now you can add these manually, but I prefer to go ahead and just open keybindings.json and basically just paste it in here. Um, in fact, I'm going to go ahead and get rid of some of the extraneous uh, stuff here and kind of just show you the key bindings that I have. And this is something, again, that you would go ahead and uh, just copy from my repo, essentially. Right, just paste them in your keybindings.json if you want to use the same ones that I do. And they're all here. So, And I have a few here. I fix up the source code control. And these are just my own personal preferences. One thing I would recommend is a keyboard shortcut for terminating a running task. Right? Because a lot of these tasks that you're going to be running for uh, the CLI are going to run in the background. And you're going to want to terminate them. You know, With a keyboard shortcut, that's the, the easiest way to do it. So I've mapped uh, this one here, Shift-Command-X, to do that. Right? And you can see I've got here, starting here, I've got linting, tests, et cetera. So I should be able to run this right now. And if I go ahead and, for example, run uh, this one here, uh, Shift-Command-O, it's going to run the open task. right? And the open task you see is right down here. It's going to run npm start and pass the, the O flag. And that's why you have the double dash here to be able to pass arguments into the npm uh, uh, scripts. So I'll just do that. I'll just do O here. That's going to go ahead and. Uh, do an ng-serve, but it's using the local version of CLI uh, that's that's installed by the global, or set up. Uh, so there we go. So it's it's running uh, hunky-dory. Okay. Can, can we pause for a second? Can you say that again? So the you're running NPM to run uh, Angular CLI, but you mentioned that it's running the global install of Angular CLI and not the Angular CLI that's installed within this project? That uh, that's correct? the uh, the inverse, actually. It's running the local. Uh, if I because I use npm start, it's running the local version, not the global. Okay. So and, so and to be have, clear, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. To be Probably clear, if you run ng serve uh, and it picks up your global one, it will defer to your local version anyway. That's true. Exactly. Uh, so it's just. Uh, you know, so just a little pro tip to, to be extra <laughs> on the safe side. <laughs> exactly. So uh, so there you go. Um, so that's while, you're, while you're in there, if you point out the scripts that are up there yes. as well. Oh, uh, yeah, that's a good one. PM start does run ng-serve locally. Exactly. So exactly. So we're happy. <laughs> and so we just go ahead and just for, 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 for best practice, we go ahead and just run these NPM scripts here. That way, we have a little bit of layer of indirection, and we can tweak these if we wanted to, uh, for example. Um, so yeah, so it's pretty cool. And we can, we can run the test the same way. I'm going to run uh, Command-Shift-T. That's my test command. And you can see it runs my ng-test here. So I've got all my keyboard shortcuts uh, you know, linked up here. Um, and the nice thing is you can run these, uh, when they're running, they're running in parallel. If you look at the um, little, uh, I don't know if you can, it's kind of maybe small here, but here's my bash that I had run originally, the npm install. Here's my open, right? And so all these are separate terminals in VS Code. Serve, test, I can do one for linting. I'm going to do my little keyboard short for that. This is running uh, the lint command. All the files are passing, and then you can just get rid of it like that, right? And then if I want to terminate one of these, I've got test and serve running at the same time or open. I can do command shift uh, uh, X is how I've mapped it because I, I found that more useful, and it gives me a list of the running commands, and I can pick which one I want to terminate. All right, so I can get rid of test, for example, and the same if I do it again, I can just hit enter, and it'll pick up the open one. Right now, those tasks are. 
terminated. Right? Pretty cool, eh? Yes. Uh, okay. So okay, so that's that kind of gets us to where we are here with these, you know, a little bit increased productivity, um, uh, and uh, uh, we've got some of our extensions in here. Let me uh, let me see if I can just show you real quick an example. Maybe we can open up a a thing here, or I can create a you know a file here. Let me just uh, maybe I'll create a model here. Let me just do that. So I'll just do at model.ts. You know, and I'll just do export class uh, like that, and then uh, uh, my or app model. I can do whatever I want here, right? So I can basically, uh, you know, just create a little model. I would say, uh, um, you know, data string or something like that. Maybe I'll make that public. So. Yeah, something like that, right? So essentially, and notice how this is kind of cool. I, I, I'm going so fast here because I'm used to going fast, but it's good to slow down a little bit because notice that I get a little red squiggly. That's my TS lint jumping into action, my extension that I've installed for that. Um, you can see that was one of the ones that I that I did, TS lint right here, right? So that's... That's that. And so it lets me know I need an end of file. So I can do that. Or I can obviously do this. The other thing I like to do is I have a keyboard shortcut command period, which drops down the, um, the quick fix. So that's, that's also worth the price of admission. Right. That behaves a little more like Visual and Studio. That, that's a default command, right? I think you know, I think maybe they did default it now. Actually, yeah. in the beginning, it wasn't. So I. Yeah, you're right. I don't think I need it anymore. I don't have it in there. So that's that's cool. So we're good. Um, I always forget, you know, that we got these these uh, releases so frequently, <laughs> things that I was uh, having to do before. I don't have to do anymore. So uh, so pretty cool. So let's say I want to get get my app model in here, and I, I'm going into my component, and I want to say, oh yeah, maybe uh, my uh, uh, maybe I want to bring in my model in some in some way. Uh, let's let's just uh, Let's just say this just show you the import capability. So if I go my app model, if I just hit tab, notice it's it's there already. Isn't that cool? So it brought it in and uh, and uh, and all that good stuff. So obviously we want to do this something like in a constructor or something like and, that. And that was TypeScript Hero, is that correct? Yes, that's TypeScript here that does that. And then what you can do, uh, let's say I get rid of this uh, thing, right? And uh, it's, notice my dead code is still up there. Uh, I can do organize, right? And it doesn't show up there, but if I go to the command palette and I type TS hero, I can actually study and learn the keyboard shortcuts for all of the TS hero uh, commands. So the one that's favorite is this first one on top is organize import, which does a sort and removed unused. And that's your uh, control option O. Right? So I can select that one or do the keyboard and it cleans up my imports. It'll also sort them. And then if I want to, I can then go back here. This is the interesting part here. Um, if, it's, if it's typed in and I don't, it doesn't automatically put it up there, I can do my quick fix. And notice that I get a, a few choices here. I've got uh, this import on top, and I've got this import on the bottom. The import at the bottom is the one that's built into VS Code, right? So if I do that, I get the dreaded double quotes, right? So I have to go back and fix those, and it's a pain. But if I 
do the first one, it gives me single quotes. And what's nice is it put it, put it in the right, um, I don't know if it put, you know, it did not put it in the right spot, actually, let me, let me organize it. There we go. When I do the organize, it actually separates it from the, from the framework uh, imports. Pretty cool, eh? Yep. All right, so that is that. So tips and tricks galore here. Um, all right, so, so basically there's that one. Or if I wanted then, actually, let me go back and um, keep that in there. Let's say I want to move this somewhere, right? So let's say uh, I want to uh, move this model somewhere else, right? So maybe I want to move it to a shared folder or something like that. And that's where move TypeScript comes in handy. I will then select that, and I will say, okay, let's let's move this somewhere. Uh, let's let's just let's bring it into shared. Right, I can just move it. I can move it and rename it. Uh, maybe shared model. That as soon as I hit enter, it gives me a nice disclaimer, <laughs> and I say, "Yeah, I understand. I want to continue." And sure enough, my component is moved, and then and then also my import got fixed up uh, here uh, wherever it was used. Isn't that cool. Cool. Ooh, ah, uh, you know that. <laughs> so, <laughs> and when you've got one an import that's used like in half a dozen places or a dozen places, this is huge, right? So. So basically, that's that's pretty cool. So basically, um, so some stuff there. A uh, little detour on the, on those on those uh, productivity things. Um, let's switch back to debugging then, right? Uh, since we're looks like we're trucking along here time wise. So okay, so I need to set up my debugging. So I'm going to go ahead and and do that. So I got a couple of ways to do that. If I go to the debug. Here, I can actually just go ahead and click this little gearbox, and I can select an environment for my debugging. I'll go ahead and pick Chrome. I get like a default one here, but this doesn't play nice with Angular CLI. The port numbers are, are different and a bunch of stuff there. So what we want to do is bring that over. So again, I can go to my repo, go to my launch.json, copy it here, or better yet, I can go to the official recipe, which is a little more up to date. It's got the end-to-end -end test in here. And I can just you know, copy this guy here, like so, and just go back and paste it in. So there we go. So as you can see, I've got one with serp. Now the thing that in the recipe, it gives this kind of long uh, introduction. I like to just shorten this up a little bit and just that way, I can see it in the Dropbox a little bit easier. Something like that. You, you can just play around with that. And then you've got these three now. It's a little little hard to see, maybe, but you've got ng serve, ng test, and ng ede, which you can choose from here, right? right? So now that we're set up, we should be able to do this. Notice the port numbers. You got 4200. You've got this guy here, 9876, with debug.html for the test, and you got your NDN. With Protractor, so everything's set up for you. Um, let's let's dive in and see the magic moment where we actually get to see a breakpoint. So let's go ahead and just set one maybe right here, and uh, I'll. Um, so the the key here is once you've got this set up to do a serve first, right? So I'm going to do Command Shift S. I'm not going to do open, and I'm just going to do serve. And and the reason for that is if I go to launch.json. Um, I've got a URL here, right? So all, when I press F5 or start, it's going to go ahead and open a browser at this location, right? So I don't have to open a browser when I 
serve the app, I'm going to do it here when I start debugging. And that's kind of important because the browser it will open is going to be in a different instance of Chrome. So, uh, right? So now that I've got that set up, I have to go back to debug, make sure I'm on serve and not the other profiles. And the moment we've all been waiting for, hit F5, cross our fingers, and it's here. Now, the thing you're going to notice right away is that breakpoint is not hit. And the reason is because you actually have to refresh your browser or you have to refresh this little green, green circle in the background, uh, one of those uh, or the other. But as soon as I refresh the browser, for example, it hits the breakpoint. Um, that is a known bug, uh, if you want to call it a bug, <laughs> uh, undocumented feature that, uh, that they should address in the Chrome debugger uh, in the future. So, but there you go. So, and that, now the whole beauty of this, and maybe we can talk about this, of course, is now you have access to the, to the debug capabilities of VS Code. Um, and underneath the covers, they're going, you know, they're talking to the Chrome uh, via the, the Chrome uh, debugging protocol and, uh, and all that stuff. But, but it's nice to be, for me at least, to be able to stay in the editor, right? Right, so, so I can, you know, I can see here, here's my thing. And let's go ahead and create a watch, for example. So I can right-click on this. I can do debug evaluate if I want to. If I, you know, can see obviously it's not defined. I'm going to go here and say, okay, well, let's maybe we'll add a watch to it. There's a nice debug add to watch, All right? And you can go there. I can now step over, step into, step out of. So I'll just go ahead and step over. We can, you know, uh, we can see uh, that if we were still in that um, uh, in that area, we would see that we'd see that populated. So, so basically, uh, you know, you've got all that kind of interesting stuff here. Um, you've got watches. You can set breakpoints of different types as well. There's a lot of stuff on debugging, uh, which probably don't have time to go into here. But you know, you can you can edit the breakpoint. You can um, have it break on a particular when a particular expression turns to true. You can break on a hit count if you want to. So it's got really nice. Um, you know, sort of advanced breakpoints as well, which is kind of uh, kind of another motivation for doing it. I think in the editor as well, you can you can take advantage of some of those things. So now you can edit code in here, right, without having to restart the debugger. Is that correct? Well, when you edit code uh, and save it, it will restart. Uh, uh, it, it'll rest it'll rebuild the application. So let's let's try that. Let's see right here. Let's, let's see. Let's see. I think I'm still running here. So. Um, so if I go ahead and refresh it, now maybe I'll do it this way, I'll refresh it this way. You can see I can also just hit the little restart and it'll come in and, and hit right there. So, so I can do my app, you know, I can do that. I can also, of course, uh, use the debug console to set the title to something if I want to, um, that kind of thing, you know, um, you know, and, uh, and I can, now I'm out of scope there, so it's not, um, uh, doing that. I should do that in the constructor. Let me, let me kind so, of... so I bring that up because for everybody out there who, if we go back in time and think about Visual Studio, and I know it's a different paradigm. We're back in, if we're talking about like a .NET MVC app or, or C Sharp code or something like that, right? But the debugger that we used to use in Visual Studio, um, you know, at that point we could debug, but we couldn't edit that code. We actually have to kill the debugging session modify our code, and then start it back up again, right? Um, but in, in here, we can actually make changes without having to like kill the debugger and restart it. You know, the, the rebuild, like you mentioned, will happen of the application, the Angular application, TypeScript, and things like that. But like, 
our workflow gets a little bit smoother here because we're able to yes. now make these changes. And that's one of the benefits of, of having our debugging within our editor or our IDE is that now you're, you can make those code changes as you're going through it and save that in all in one environment, right? Precisely, exactly. And, um, you know, and that's, that's kind of, uh, that's the cool thing about this. And, uh, and then you, you can take advantage of, of things as well. Like I can use the debug console to set the value of a, of a, of a field, for example. So here's my title. Um, you know, let's see what happens when I, when I do that. And then um, I watch for some reason it's not working. The way I want it to, but um, let's see what would happen if I say, let's say, um, title. Notice I get IntelliSense there, and I can say, yep, there, and it's it's definitely showing me what I wanted to show. And then um, uh, I can also, you know, obviously uh, change it if I want to, like like so. Okay, so like that, and now we can see that it's your app. So, uh, so that's kind of nice uh, to be able to work with it there. And like you said, I can now edit this and and uh, our app, <laughs> right? And as soon as I save that, now if you go back to the terminal and you notice I save it, uh, you know I get that nice Angular CLI um, benefit that it's going to rebuild that automatically in the background, and I can have my myself some wonderful live editing. And so we're we're getting really the same type of experience that we have in the browser dev tools, right? All these different functionalities, the breakpoints, all these things that we can do, the conditionals and, and the things we showed the console. But we have that within the one editor in VS Code now. So that's a big benefit too. Um, but that other thing, which is the fact that like if we're doing this in the console inside of our Chrome browser or whatever, we now have to if we find an issue that we want to change, we now have to like go back and manually map back and open up our editor and navigate to that file and make those changes there. So there's some added time that we have to do when, when we're out of this environment. And that's another benefit of here is that we're at the breakpoint. We already have that file open. So we're just ready to start editing that at this point, right? There's no manual map back that we have to do. So that saves a bunch of time as well. Huge, absolutely huge. And, um, and here's the uh, here's the testing. So now the cool thing I love about this, I can run the app. The app can still be going. I, my server, and I can in addition in the parallel run run a test command. So I can go ahead and run the test. And after I run the test, I can go to that test debugging profile, hit F5, and I should be able to hit a breakpoint in my test. And that's the other thing to kind of like about it. Now I've see I've got some failures because I've changed my my code basically, um, so that's fine. So I'm going okay. Well, what's the you know why is that? Maybe I don't. Maybe someone else changed it, and I and I'm trying to figure this out. Uh, I should now be able to to do this. So the the key is to go back to your debugger, you know, uh, pane here, and then select ng test from the list. Now I should be able to hit F5, and it's going to open another instance of Chrome. And it's going to uh, also notice I'm I'm breaking on uncaught exceptions, so it's going to break on uncaught exceptions. I can want to I can turn that off, and uh, and 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 end up right here. So here I can if I open up the browser, uh, my Karma browser, basic uh, basically I can see, you know, what the problem is, right? I basically, you know, changed. Um, change some stuff in my component and it's not happy anymore, right? But the nice part about that is now I can step through this as well and I can step into my you know, component if I'm doing uh, tests here that, that set properties or call methods, I can step right into it and, uh, and it's a lot of fun here. 
I think this testing story is where it really starts to shine, right? Because it's hard to have that. I still haven't figured out the secret on that Karma instance to the browser of how can I breakpoint in there? Can I open up the DevTools breakpoint there? I can't seem to get that to work. So like yeah. this breakpoint story in the test here is is really valuable. Absolutely. The other place that holds water with um, even with ng-serve is the idea of, okay, yeah, you can go and debug in your in the browser as well, but you have to go and you have to find that file uh, in the sources ta or source tab in the uh, dev tools. Whereas more than likely, if you're trying to debug something, you've already got that code file already open in VS Code. Or, well, yeah, if you're using VS Code. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you can look for it, just command P or whatever, and you can just type away and you know find whatever, find that file where it's located, and then you're good to go. So uh, so yeah, it's sweet. Can you do me a quick favor? Can you try uh, command shift P, which will bring up your command prompt with the uh, greater than in there? Yes. And then if you type launch. Yes. Does that, oh, that opens that file. Okay, I wasn't sure if you were able to launch uh, from the command palette or not? No, I don't see that. I, I just see open that launch.json files what it wants to do. Okay. So there, yeah, no problem. Yeah, and then of course you've got end-to-end -end tests as well. Um, you should be able to to get get through that too. And then and you can leave everything running at the same time. That's the cool thing about this. So here's my end-to-end, -end, and maybe I've got a spec here, right? And I can do that and. Uh, Let's go ahead and and you notice when I set this, I get the little gray uh, breakpoint because I'm not currently running my 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 test, my end to end, right? And um, so if I go back to my, you know, uh, I think it's uh, my e to e command. So if again, if I go to my task.json, um, e to e is my task name here. And uh, and this one, I don't think I have mapped to a shortcut, but if I don't, that's no big deal. I can just run it here by typing task space, and then it just picks it up, right? So there's my ETE task. So task can be run with shortcuts or just uh, right here by doing, you know, command P, typing task space, and then typing the task name. So either one, we're good. So I'm gonna now run this, this guy, and it's gonna continue. So now my end-to-end -end tests are running. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and stop my debugger uh, for the test. And because I want to hit the breakpoint in my end-to-end -end test, which if I go back here, it's right there. So this is my end-to-end -end test. Um, let's see if it's, yeah, there's a, obviously it's not uh, happy because we changed some stuff. So that's okay. And But still, I want to debug it. Um, so I'll go back here and say, okay, well, let me go to my debug tool. Let me uh, palette. Let me just select NGEDE. And now I'll hit F5. And now we pray, and we hit the breakpoint. The crowd goes wild. Very cool. We don't have any sound effects, but if we do, I'd play them right now. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's very important. Um, so yeah, so I think that for my end, maybe there's questions uh, or people want to ask. I'm not sure what your format is, but um, I think that that kind of tells the story. Yeah, yeah, I think that's definitely nice. I mean, again, it's. Uh, you know, VS Code has kind of had this ability to do this for a little while now, right, with this debugging within it and stuff like that. And so to have a clear path here now that we see that you've set up and they show us in terms of how to get that environment set up so we can start leveraging that, it's really cool. And then, uh, you know, it seems to play nice really with a, uh, 
Angular CLI with the fact that CLI, you can fire off these different commands and the different terminals have these different um, tasks running at the same time and kind of really get your local dev environment workflow up and running um, to be more efficient, which is always a plus. Absolutely. And you notice that I like to, I'm not toggling back and forth with the terminal either. That's kind of another little plus to do some, doing a lot of stuff at the integrated terminal. It saves me one little extra keystroke, you know, uh, command tab. <laughs> so I got to ask, do you ever get lost in like everything's running at once and you're like, well, well, which debugger am I breakpointing on right now? What am I hitting? You know, especially like in test, right? Because you've got a test of a component and you have the serve running at the same time. like. Do you know which debugger you're in? And is that ever have a problem or not really? I do that all the time. <laughs> so uh, another, and I, I'm going back, wait a minute, what, what? I always have to check this manually, exactly. So that's the kind of the, maybe that, I would like to see that maybe improve that story in VS Code. It's just a little, there's something about this is like, you don't really have a visual indication unless you're on, the, uh, you're on that uh, debug tab. You don't really have an, an indication where, which debugger you're running. Which, which, which launch configuration. Maybe that little control panel that allows you to stop the debugging and, and stuff, maybe if that just had the name of which one it's running, that might help. That'd be great. that up all the time, that little controller, or maybe it's not. Yeah, when you're debugging, it is. See, it's just, it's right here, yeah. So it'd be nice if to indicate up here somewhere what profile, what configuration you're using. Uh, it's probably, yeah, I don't see, I, I was expecting it might be at the bottom of the screen, but I don't see it there. So it looks like that would be nice because I may actually be over here hunting around for something and I may not know when I hit that F5. <laughs> That's usually the biggest mistake I make. I, I choose the wrong profile <laughs> for what I'm doing. Another thing I really like the VS Code debugger for, um, and this is kind of off subject, but for debugging Node.js APIs, um, it, it, works really smooth when you're, you know, setting breakpoints for your API endpoints in Node. Yes. And you can kind of have this, like, flow where you're setting breakpoints on both, you know, the front end and the back end code and debugging the whole story all the way through. And so I, I think that's a really powerful feature that you can combine that, you know, if you're doing full stack development like yeah, that's an excellent point. Or any, and it even works for you mixing like uh, .NET Core, you know, with with Angular, or even multi um, technologies and platforms. So, yeah, that's definitely another a good advantage, right? Is like if you're using this editor VS Code as your main, and and you're doing these different stacks, to be able to live in the one editor and do all this functionality in one is nice. And so now we we have that with in the JavaScript layer and the front end layer, as well as yes. back end layer, uh, C sharp node and all that stuff. So that, that makes for happy devs, right? Yeah, absolutely. Guys, I, I forgot to mention, I do have a hard stop at the top of the hour. <laughs> so I will, won't be able to hang around too much longer, but, uh, but I wanna thank you guys for inviting me. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, no problem. Let's, uh, we can wrap this thing up right now. Uh, we really appreciate you coming on. And, and again, last minute kind of jumping on here, but uh, it was a great presentation. We really appreciate uh, all the information that you shared. Uh, I think it's great. I think it's going to help people get set up and going with the stuff. So definitely stoked on that. Absolutely. So, all right, does anybody have any picks? Let's uh, do some quick picks, and then we'll wrap it up and call it a day. Yeah, uh, I've got a couple. Austin, you got anything? Yeah, so um, ThoughtRam put out a blog post on Angular DI um, a while back, and they recently updated it. Uh, in Angular 5, there's some new 
dependency injection um, APIs, and they recently updated it. So if you're wanting to stay ahead of the curve, I'd definitely recommend checking out their blog article just on dependency injection alone, and then you can read about the new static injector APIs. Um, and then Webpack 3.5 came out, uh, I think, this morning or yesterday. One, it's really not too long ago. Um, but there was a lot of small features and enhancements and bug fixes in there. Uh, if you were having issues with like uh, scope hoisting and things like that, they put in some fixes in there. And it's I, I gave it a try this morning. No breaking changes again. So it's really easy to upgrade and get all those beautiful new features. Awesome. Awesome. Mike, got anything? Nothing. I got nothing today. All right. That's all right. I got nothing too. Uh, Tony, do you have anything you want to wrap up with real quick before we go? Uh, just say so you guys can ping me. Anybody can ping me on uh, Twitter. You can put my Twitter handle at Tony Sneed and uh, or on my uh, on my GitHub repo, uh, whatever, uh, or my blog. <laughs> so I'm, I'm happy to answer anybody questions afterwards uh, at any time. Awesome. Well, thanks again for coming on. Really appreciate it, sharing your time. Uh, also, thanks for uh, all the other work that you've done with the recipes and things like that that you put up and made available to everybody out there. We really appreciate it. And uh, yes. Glad to help. <laughs> all right. Everybody have a good one. We will see you next week. Later. See you then. <laughs>